0: Hi there. I'm Lindsay Sparks, author of Hidden Worlds and Twisted Myths. Welcome to my weekly author's notes podcast. Today is Sunday, August 22nd, and I would love to share some of my reflections about the past week with you. All right. So first off, I just want to let you know that I do have a couple of free books right now. Um, So Echo in Time, the first book in my paranormal romance uh, time travel series is uh, free. Um, definitely for the rest of this month, uh, and maybe longer. And then same thing for Inkwitch, the, you can hear my dog's <laughs> tags jingling. Cool. Um, Inkwitch, the first book in my urban fantasy, uh, the Cat DuBois Chronicles, uh, is also free for the rest of this month and probably longer as well. Um, okay, so uh, right now I am currently working on um, still split between two projects. I apologize. My dog is now scratching her bed. I, am, um, My attention is currently still split between two projects. So uh, Song of the Solace is in the final stages of production. Uh, so I just... Uh, this last week, I received the manuscript um, from my copy editor. So I finished going through all the copy edits today, um, and then sent it off to my proofreader. So "Song of the Solace" will be with my proofreader for the next two weeks, and uh, then there's just one more one more stage, which is formatting, and then it'll be done and ready for uh, readers. So that's very exciting. And then um, I'm still researching. The, uh, Tarsets series, so the third series in the Echo World, uh, this will be my, I think, third week of research, and I have two more, so this upcoming week and then one more week after that, that I have scheduled for research and, um... And then I will start outlining and plotting and doing all that fun character development stuff, really diving in because up to this point, it's all been just brainstorming and jotting down ideas in my uh, story notebook. So uh, yeah, that project is still very much in the in development phase, but uh, getting closer and closer to the in production phase, uh, which is very exciting. I'm super, super excited about that series still. Uh, okay, so I am currently reading uh, A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass. Um, this is the third book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series, uh, and that I have been reading. Well, just the first book uh, started with my um, Facebook reader group uh, in our book club. So uh, totally... Loving the series, very much trying to like find any second of the day when I can read it, like sitting in the playroom with my toddler and baby, um, just reading my paperback book uh, while my baby tries to grab it off of my lap. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's highly recommend that series. Really, really good. Uh, I am also now in the middle of this is for my um, read through of the first two series in the Echo world. I am listening to the Cat Dubois Chronicles audiobooks. Uh, I am on Soul Eater, which is the fourth book. I'm moving a lot faster through these ones just because they're a lot shorter um, than the books in the Echo trilogy. So uh, really, really enjoying that. I've loved, I've just really loved going back through this series and um, reacquainting myself with these characters. Uh, And this world and all the kind of like nitty gritty details and the little um, idiosyncrasies that these characters have. Um, And just really happy with how these both of these series turned out and even more excited about diving back into this world. Okay, I I am currently watching. uh, We're actually between shows. So we just finished Sweet Tooth, which I think we were watching last time uh, I recorded this. And um, it was I would definitely say it was a weird on the weirder side. Um I stand by my uh initial impression of it as uh, like a post-apocalyptic fairy tale kind of story. Um it almost feels like and I always I know I'm going to say his name wrong. Um Neil Gaiman, Gaiman. Um his Uh, kind of like Stardust, fairy tale-esque kind of feeling, but like post-apocalyptic also. It just, it it feels very much like something that he would have created, even though I I looked it up and he didn't. So (laughs) um, I think it's based on a graphic novel um, by someone else entirely. Uh, Yeah, but I I definitely think that one was interesting. And um, we finished the first season, which is all that's out. And... uh, I definitely wouldn't not recommend it. So, yeah, it's definitely worth giving a look. Um, it was just a really interesting, fascinating, oddball show, uh, and that was on Netflix. Um, okay, so my uh, high this week, I think like I mentioned before, I'm a little ahead of schedule. Maybe I didn't mention this, but I'm ahead of schedule for Song of the Soulless uh, with copy edits being done. And now the manuscript is in the hands of my proofreader. Um, Ahead of schedule is not my usual MO. Um, I'm very much a like scrounging to meet my deadline kind of person. Um, But I have for the past two months, I think it is um, really sticking to writing things down in a planner. And this has been helping me so much with um, productivity and also just like, I don't know. It's this weird thing where I, I think by writing down, cause so instead of like trying to hold everything in my brain or in like all these random to do lists that are throughout different notebooks, uh, having everything in all of my tasks and, um, like plans and stuff in one, I say one place, it's not in one place. It's on my Google calendar and in my planner. um, and then there's like still like random brainstorming lists and a bunch of different notebooks, but all of the stuff that I'm planning to do for one month and then for each week split down into days and stuff. So I'm, I've am i been really diligent about putting this into my planner, um, everything that I'm working on for my um, author business and each project and uh, just like getting that to do stuff out of my head has given me so much more space, brain space to both brainstorm and think about my story ideas. Um and also I feel like it's just made me more just productive in in the moment. So I'm not thinking about, okay, what am I supposed to be doing next? I'm just working on the thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now because the thing that I'm I don't need to worry about what I'm doing next because I've already figured that out and that's written down in my planner and, you know, I'm good to go. So um I don't know why it took me so long to jump on the planner train. But now that I'm here, I feel like I'm definitely here to stay. And, uh, right now I'm currently using a passion planner, which I really like. It's really, um, to me compared to the other two planners that I tried, um, it's, uh, really straightforward and kind of like simple. The layout just really makes sense for me. Um, it has a Monday start, the one that I did. So I really like that. Um, works out, it works out well with the schedule that I've laid out for myself. So definitely, um, recommend that as a planner. Um, okay. So, uh, my low this week, um, was I received an email from my agent, my literary agent, um, who I only have an age. I don't have like a submit to like big fancy traditional publishers agent. I'm very much, um, an indie author in, all things ebook and paperback and audiobook. Um, however, I did have a subsidiary rights agent for like, um, translations and, uh, film and TV rights. And, um, so my agent sent out an email to all of her clients, um, letting us know that she's massively paring down her business and has let, um, tons of us go. So, um, While I was initially kind of like had that, oh, she just broke up with me feeling, um, I think this is really for the best because uh, she was very difficult to get a hold of and um, never actually sold any rights for me. So um, yeah, so I feel like I, um, in searching for a new sub rights agent, um, this is going to be what's best for my books and my stories and I can hopefully get my stories out to um, even more readers, especially I would love, I would love to ha- see my stories in different languages. I think that would be really neat. Uh, and obviously like <laughs> the greatest thing ever would be to be able to watch my stories on a screen. Um, so definitely life goal, but, um, uh, I don't know that I would be able to h- pursue that by myself. So I am uh, on the hunt for a new sub rights agent. Um, yeah, so I think I hopefully can find somebody who will be able to serve me and my stories better than the previous agent. So I am was initially bummed, but I'm now excited about that um, prospect. So my weirdest Google search uh, in the name of authoring this week was uh, the term or not term, phrase. Um, so quote, girl in titles, end quote. Um, and this related to a poll that I posted. Um, so I posted a poll in my reader group, which was uh, having asking um, the members of the group to vote on uh, three different book title options. And um, I had definitely had a favorite. Um, I think I mentioned them on here. So the one that I liked the most was um, The Girl Who Time Forgot. Um, and I was really interested... And surprised by the number of um, people who commented. So, that one did end up being the favorite in the poll. Um, but the number of people who commented on how much they weren't super intrigued by or interested in book titles that have the girl dot, 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 dot. And just that it's super overdone. And also um, that it kind of, you know, that calling a woman a girl seems, um, inappropriate or kind of denigrates her, um, turns her into a child, um, that kind of thing. And I definitely heard that really was, um, I feel like that perspective really opened my eyes. Um, I tend to be on the other side of that in the kind of like re-embracing the word girl. Um, and trying to make it not not kind of like a put-down. Um, however, I do want to make sure that um, something as essential to a book as the title isn't something that's going to put off the readers who would be most likely to um, love that story. Um, and my audience tends to be female, um, and that seemed to be the um, demographic that was the most... Uh, disinterested in uh, having girl in a book title, especially like a the girl with or the girl who kind of um, in that kind of way. So, um, that's where that search came from. Um, and I think um, I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later. But um, it was an just, just definitely an interesting discussion. So if you're in my reader group. Um, you can take a peek at that poll. And then I also asked um, my on my Facebook page, I had a post where I asked um, my um, the people who follow the page uh, what they thought about uh, book titles that have the word girl in it. Um, and so that was just a really interesting discussion. Uh, okay, so the coolest thing I learned this week, I love this so much. Um, uh, I learned that my toddler likes to mess with his dad. My husband. That was my speaker turning off. Um, he likes to mess with his dad as much as his dad likes to mess with me. And my husband is very much alike, he thinks it's just hilarious to just like poke me and let, just try to get a reaction out of me. Um and this pleases me greatly now that my toddler likes to do this to my husband. Um and I think the best illustration of this from this past week is when my toddler, so my husband went out to the garage and my toddler locked the child lock on him, and he could not get back into the house through the garage door. And my husband could hear my toddler laughing on the other side of the door saying, I'm funny, I'm funny. (laughs) And this, uh, I just love this so much. Okay, so made my day. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this week, I was obsessed with uh, book titles. So this uh, relates back to the whole girl uh, debate. So Um, my initial idea for Tarset's series was to go with, uh, not necessarily a girl theme in the titles, but the first book title, the first or the title that I liked the most for the first book was The Girl Who Time Forgot. It's not going to be that. That one was too divisive. Um, so I am thinking of either going, uh, in a musical theme direction. So because Tarset is a... Um, international pop star, superstar. Uh, I'm thinking of, so something like that has song or uh, synonyms for song in it. So like a song of dot, 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 dot. Um, And I think the ones that I like the most for that are uh, a song of scorpions in starlight or a song of scarabs in starlight. And I just thought of the scarabs one, this evening, and I think I like that the most. So that would would potentially be uh, the title of the first book. And so from there, if that were the title of the first book, then I would go on to either follow the a song of dot, dot, dot theme or change it up to be like a hymn of or a lullaby uh, or, you know, whatever. That kind of change up the synonyms for a song. Or go follow star, starlight, Um, kind of celestial theme. Um, So, and the reason I'm kind of leaning towards following the celestial theme or just a star theme in the book titles, uh, but still having the Song of Scarabs and Starlight as the first book title, potentially. Um, So then the second book title, then I think would be The Darkness Between the Stars. And I am so obsessed with this book title right now. Like I'm having a really hard time not saying that that's going to be the first book's title. Um, both of these fit really well with what's going on um, in the story. Like once you once you got to know the characters, you would see how um, kind of this, the song, uh, song of Scarabs and Starlight and also the Darkness Between the Stars, both of those just really fit these characters. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go with that. uh, But that's what I'm currently thinking for book titles for Tarsat series. Uh, Okay. And for uh, the final thing. So I'm looking forward to uh, this week, I'm looking forward to another week of just really deep diving into the research for this series. Um, This week, uh, the books that I'm looking at Researching or reading for the research uh, are related to Egyptian mythology. Um I ordered a couple books, a couple new books um that are uh really specific uh about some different elements of Egyptian mythology. So I'm excited about that and um digging into some different areas of the Nezaret history um than I have already in Echo Trilogy and Cat Dubois Chronicles. Um, and then also, I'm going to be diving into some primary sources, so actual ancient historical sources, um, specifically um, Manetho and Herodotus. So um, I'm, d- I'm excited about um, diving into those and just digging out some fun little factoids and that kind of thing. So that is what I'm looking forward to this week. All right, thanks for listening. I will be back next week to ramble some more. Until then, happy reading.